Fly Perspective Podcast, episode number 36, May 9th, my birthday just passed, just turned 31, big dog status, damn near OG. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna tell you, how to get rich, nigga. Ain't nobody gonna tell you, how to get rich, nigga. Gotta let it on your own, how to get rich, nigga. Ain't nobody gonna tell you, how to get rich, nigga. Wish I had a step-by-step book on the roads in the past you took. When you lost it all, how'd you get it back? Work for it, did it fall up in your lap? Yeah, how to get rich, nigga. How? How to get rich, nigga. How to get rich, nigga. How to get rich, nigga. Right up on the corners, I stepped foot. Saw the money, I was right next to it. Had the haters like, how the hell he do it? Made it out the ghetto, glory, hallelujah. Came up out the sword. They ain't never showed me how to hit a lick and split the profit with the fam. Most of niggas counterfeit and never been authentic. They gon' fall when shit hit the fan. In the kitchen's whipping over time. That was Chink's Drugs with How to Get Rich. Rest in peace to Chink's Drugs. Um, man, Fly Perspective Podcast, episode number 36. My birthday just passed. It was on May 6th, and man, I turned 31. Uh, just OG status right now. Which I'm grateful to, uh, you know, be talking at 31. Grateful to be grateful at, you know, which place I am in life and comfortable with myself at 31. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, let's see. What what is the past year taught me from turning 30 to 31? Just basically mainly um, transitioning more into a man as far as, like, you know, responsibilities and being there for the family and, you know, et cetera, you know. Even though, you know, I have ups and downs with my son at times, you know, and uh, it would have been nice to see him on my birthday. But, hey, you know, things happen with unprecedented issues and you just got to roll with the punches and do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just grateful, man. Grateful for life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would say definitely in this past year, I've definitely learned how to kind of manage, you know, depression, anxiety, those sort of things, uh, opening up more to my friends, um, and basically, man, letting all my male friends know, too, man, it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to vent to people you can trust. It's okay to be yourself. You don't have to just act like everything's okay. You know, basically, it's okay to not be okay. You know, and one thing I did start doing uh, within this past year, I started letting all my homeboys know, man, I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I talk to them on the phone or be texting, send a rambly, bro, I love you. You know what I'm saying? Or don't nobody else tell you, motherfucker, I love your ugly ass. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm grateful for that. I'm just grateful for growth and mindsets and uh, things of that nature. Also, uh, another lesson I've learned is uh, taxes, man. Whew. Uncle Sam want all of theirs, bro. All of it. Not a, They don't want a piece. They want all of it. I mean, you can set up a payment plan, which I did because I ain't got it, bruh. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I got to be more proactive on them taxes. My had some problems with my W-2 Back in, what, 2018, and then when I filed, you know, it's like I wasn't taking out enough money to get to the man, even though they took a fat-ass chunk from me. It's just like, man, you know, if it ain't one thing, it's another, but it's a small thing to a giant. Uh, so if anything, man, make sure your tax shit is in order, man, your W-2 forms and all that. Um, other than that, my birthday was great. Um, I was off for a week from work. I ended up going to Kansas. I don't know if it was Kansas City or Kansas, Kansas, Missouri, 
I don't know how that shit worked. It was Kansas somewhere, man. They had some shit called like the Flyover Fest. It was lit. It was like a festival outside that was like all day. It had a bunch of artists that I never heard of perform. With some of them were cool. Some of them were kind of like, you know, all right. And then Cardi B performed. Twenty One Savage performed. Uh, Kodak Black performed. Uh, Lil Baby was supposed to be there, but he didn't come. And uh, it, it was nice, man. Um, you know, it was it was nice to be around all the Tatianas. Definitely some Tatianas around there twerking. If you friends of mine on uh, Instagram at DJ SoFly uh, with two eyes, I had, on my story I had this one chick on there, man. She was going crazy, and the whole crowd was just going crazy. She was like right in front of me, man. She was twerking on everybody. Lit. I seen this girl finesse her way into the VIP. You know, you can't tell me what a big button a smile won't do for you. That girl wasn't even supposed to be up there. She lying to the people, talking about her phone died, and she really supposed to be up here. They end up giving her a wristband. But, hey, don't hate the player. I hate the game. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell me what a big button a smile won't do. But I definitely had a good time. It was just kind of weird, like, you know, um, not trying to say I'm, like, claustrophobic or nothing like that, which I'm not. I just don't like being in big crowds of people acting a damn fool. So, like, you know how we were kind of closer to the stage area, but not in the bottom pit where you stand up. Well, So that's where our seats were. But behind us, it was some more rows. And behind that, it was like a fence with some people on the line, you know, watching the concert. So if you can imagine, when the lights go off and it get darker, people start rushing to the areas where they just had an open space. So people were like, we were kind of sitting on the aisle. So kind of like where people were rushing to is like where the aisle was. You know, they just all in the aisle, just clocking up the aisle. And it's kind of like, man, I just be thinking about a situation like that, man. What if I got to get the fuck out of here real fast? You know what I'm saying? And it's like all these people running around. But, you know, that's expected at music festivals like that. Definitely seen a few fights, man. They were just banging out there. It was hot out there, too, man. Too damn hot to be out there trying to fight somebody. But it was cool, man. Funny thing, Kodak Black came. He performed, did his thing. But he was done performing. He he asked him, hey, what this is? What this called? They like, the Flyover Fest, he's like, the what? He like, I don't know, man, this shit lit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't even know what he came to perform to. <laughs> but, you know, that was funny hell. Funny as hell. It was a dude named YBN Corday. He was one of the opening uh, acts. He was pretty dope. I liked his vibe. Um, it was a girl named Blatina. She was cool. She even opened up and said it was like her first performance. She was from Atlanta. Um, you know, she was nice. And a guy named, like, uh... Damn, I don't know if it's Louie Lou or whatever the hell. Sorry, bro. Something like that. He had a cool little vibe. The other cats I really want to mess with too much. But, you know, I like being at concerts and stuff like that. I just kind of like to be in the bougie area, you know, VIP or, you know, kind of in a secluded area. And the one thing that pissed me off, it was like, I don't know, that stadium setting probably, you know, held maybe 5,000 or people or more. And it was like one bathroom. One, it's like, no, two sets of bathrooms, but if you can imagine, they were so small. So in the men's bathroom, it may have been seven urinals and then one toilet. And then in the women's bathroom, I'm guessing it would have been about the same, uh, you know, with break, broken up in stalls. But for all them people, it was not accommodating. Like, I went to um, the bathroom, and it was like the longest line in life with men and women trying to get in wherever they can fit in. So, you know, being me... I went ahead and finessed my way into the VIP club, and I took a piss in the VIP club, you know. I got a drink in there. I was chilling. You know, you just walk up in there like you own the place, you know. I guess when you look like money. 
<laughs> you can do things like that. Uh, shout out to Desi Diamonds. You know, she be on the podcast sometime. You know, she, I don't know what's up with her podcast career anymore. I should call Inflamer right now. But uh, I thank you to her for taking me out there, hooking a nigga up with the tickets and, uh, you know, all that birthday, birthday love and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, man, other than that, I had people over the house, I don't know, maybe like three days straight when I got back and just had a great time, man. Just chilling with my folk, everybody decompressing. We just shooting the shit, going, eating good food, going to drink good beer. Uh, man, you know, I, I didn't get drunk and cuss nobody out. You know, I went to this one spot that I frequent bar here and, um, man, they found out it was my birthday in there. And next thing you know, it was just all these shots in front of me. Like, I mean, literally, like, I don't know, maybe 10 shots that people were just buying me of liquor. Like, hey, yo, take that. I'm like, bro, I'm not taking this. You know what I'm saying? End up giving them shits away, bro. But it, it just, it was good to feel the love, you know. Uh, ended up kicking it with some other friends that I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, man, it was just good. All the birthday love, people telling me happy birthday on social media, all that, man. You know, I'm not really a big, big person on gifts, for real, like, you know, I want a gift, but it's not like if I don't get no gift, I'm pissed off. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, man, uh, had a good time, man, a genuinely good, good-ass time uh, bringing in this 31. So, uh, you know, it's a whole nother year, a whole nother year to just be better than last year. And, uh, like, I was telling one of my friends the other day, man, I'm just trying to exhaust all my talents, you know, and take more risk. You know what I'm saying? You know, we as people, we be having too much talent that we don't, we don't, you know, hone into that. You know, we kind of scared of the unknown, scared to get out there and put yourself out there and possibly provide a, a great life for yourself or or just be happy doing what you do. Like they say, the best job to do is do something that you wouldn't mind doing for free, you know. So, I mean, whatever that is, man, definitely do that. Definitely get out there and do what you got to do, man. Don't be stuck thinking you got to work this job forever and you got to conform to the systems of just making somebody else rich. And then when, when they done with you, they can just replace you. Because I done been there. I done been laid off before. And I know how that shit is, man. That shit is nerve-wracking to the point where you, you kind of wondering, like, damn, I ain't got no check coming in. I got these bills. You know, I got child support. Whether they whether you got a job or not, you, you got to pay that child support. It's just going to rack up on you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I definitely know what it's like, and I definitely been there, man. So shout out to all the people out there doing their thing, risk takers. Everybody's doing something that um, they can do to better themselves and put themselves in a better position and, and not conforming, you know, to what, what the society says. And I'm not trying to say you got to go off and get your own business and be a CEO of a company and nothing like that. But, you know, at least try to put yourself in a situation to where you want to do something that you want to fucking do. You know what I'm saying? I run into too many people, and, and a lot of Americans, you know, they hate their job, bro. Hate their job, you know? I was just at a, a spot, uh, I just transferred, but I was hating going to that place. You know, between the people that were there, the workload that was there, you know, just a hostile environment, man. And it's like, that's unhealthy. And just to think that, you know, people stuck doing jobs like this or being in situations like that for, you know, 30, 40 years, 50 years on a job that they hate or, or a job... Where you missing out on all this life, man. And um, that's one thing that, you know, definitely I'm grateful for, too, is just being able to travel, too, man. Like, being able to go out the country, different places in the country, and just see different life, you know. It's like, man, uh, that, that, that makes you appreciate life even more, you know. 
And uh, a lot of people, they kind of fret getting older or, or, or whatever. And it's like they feel like they don't have time. But it's like, man, hey, you just got to embrace life and take it for what it is and make sure you're doing things for yourself, you know. Do things for you. Do stuff that makes you happy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm just like I said in previously, man. I'm just grateful, man. I'm all smiles. I'm grateful for life. Funny thing, man. You know the, the little Tatianas, man. They always, you know, looking for a way to, you know, get some, get in where they fit in, man. A little chick hit me up like, hey, what you doing for your birthday? I was like, oh, you know, I got some few things up in the air. You know what I'm saying? Then she gonna hit me with, well, you should, um, you should take me out. It's like, what? Hey, it's my birthday. Why am I taking you out on a date? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, hey, I, like, I, I'm tired of stuff like that, man. Hey, you're not getting in where you fit in with me. You feel me? So, I, you know, I went ahead and, you know, just deleted that number, bro. Like, that's pretty rude. You don't hit me up asking me to take you out for my birthday. What do you think? You're at a prize or something? When you become a prize. You ain't my prize. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and back to the festival. You know me, I be thinking like just all kinds of stuff, overthinking, overanalyzing, whatever, you know, situations all over. But I was thinking about the money, man. All the money that's made at stuff like that, bro. Like you if you got 6,000 people or whatever somewhere at the minimum of 40 bucks a ticket and then the higher ones go up, whatever. And all that money from concessions and then you put that minus the the cost of the, the acts, and of course the the opener acts don't be getting paid nothing, but the main acts, I'm thinking like, damn, that's a lot of money, that's a lot of overhead. As far as like, you know, not I mean that's not too much overhead, you know, when you making that type of money. So it's like, man, somebody made some money, bro. Like, and I want to be real, I didn't even see a lot of staff. Like, I didn't see a lot of security. I remember when fights was breaking out, it'd be like two dudes that was trying to break up the fight, and there was like no security walking around. Like where we are in the like in the seats, and then I didn't see any in the back. You know what I'm saying? Then you got concessions. You got, you know, went to go get a margarita. They want fourteen dollars for a margarita. You know, eleven dollars for a beer, or was it eighteen for a margarita, fourteen for a beer, something like that. Just something outrageous. And I used to think stuff like that when I used to DJ big parties. One one thing I used to do all the time was I would DJ these lock ins when I was in like high school and early college. Like that would be at the skating rink. And, uh, man, I don't know, man, you have some ignorant, like, you know, two, 3,000 kids in a skating rink at $25 a head. You do the math and then plus concessions and you pay security, pay me. That's a lot of money being made, man. You know, I'm always trying to follow the money. You know what I'm saying? I used to just wonder, too. And I had the times, like, it'd be close like that and they would just go out of business or shit would be all bad financially. And I used to think, man, how do you make all that money and then you go broke? Or, you know, you got to close the spot up. Or, I don't know, maybe they had a lot of debt, but I just that's just a little food for thought, man. It's ways to be making money out here. And that's another thing, too, man, I've been thinking about just diving deeper into, like, some real estate stuff, um, which is pretty a good open market here in the city of St. Louis, man, because you got houses out here that's just, like, you know, you get for a little or nothing. I'm not sure what the inside look like. Yeah, of course, you're going to need a little bread to fix it up. But, hey, that's one thing you can get rolling, man. You get rolling. That's one thing my, 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 my dad does and my younger brother, you know, and it's been good for them. It's been going good for them. Just a little food for thought, you know. They say your average millionaire has multiple streams of income, you know. 
So I'm always thinking of ways to make money. Speaking of that, I seen a chick online that I'm like friends with. I, was it on Instagram or Facebook? One of the two, but it was like her birthday. And she had screenshotted all the cash apps that she had got from just like people that she didn't know. And when she put up like, hey, it's my birthday, cash out me something. And it was like people sending her like $50, $40, $100. It was like, what the hell? Like, you don't know these people, they just cash shopping you money? I mean, damn, teach me the way, bruh. <laughs> like, what the hell? I always be wondering too, like, it'd be a lot of little chicks to be online. Like, you just don't know who they are. And I may have talked about this before. And they have like 100,000 followers or something crazy. And you just be like, How, are you making any money off of this? You posting every day. You keeping your page up. You doing this, doing that. It's like, it's got to be a way to make some money off of this shit, bro. You know, it's got to be. When I was younger, man, I was hustling like hell, man. I remember being in high school, I used to sell mixtapes. I was like one of the first people to like sell mixtapes. I always had a computer in my room, so I was already like download music for free. And I would burn CDs with like all the hot music or new music or people, you know, music people didn't want to, you know, wanted to hear or whatever. And man, I would make a grip. You know what I'm saying? I only did that because I was trying to buy these turntables. And then once I bought my turntables, I was lit. You know, I was out here in these streets DJing, you know. And then, uh, shit, next thing you know, my turntables got stolen. Uh, You know, whatever. You know, that's a long story. But supposedly my stepdad said he don't know what happened to him. You know, it's one of them situations, man. You know, (laughs) shout out to him. You know, let's see what else I got on my list. Uh, oh, the Aisha Curry thing. Uh, Steph Curry's wife, she, I guess she was mad because guys don't try to holler at her or they don't, you know, shoot their shot or call her beautiful. I don't know. You know, uh, I will say um, I'll play both sides. So on one side, it's like, all right, okay, you mad that people respect your marriage? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of rude if you want men to come up and say, hey, I see you, and you're beautiful, and all this, and you got a husband. You know? On other thought, it's like, I'm guessing she has an insecurity? You know what I'm saying? And she just really exposed her insecurity of, like, she wants a little validation. And let's be real, a lot of us seek validation in different ways, whether it's from people, friends, you know, family, or social media, or likes on a picture, or some sort of validation. A lot of us seek validation. So it's like, maybe she just exposed a little insecurity that she had, you know, then I'll take it a step further. It's like, well, you know, is is Steph making her feel like a woman at the crib? Is he telling her she's beautiful and making her feel beautiful? You know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of the things up in the air, but it's one of the things too. I think the internet took it and ran with it. You know, uh, I definitely probably would say she just thought too deeply into it or you know, she maybe cares too much of what other people think of her, you know, I don't know, you know, but, uh, it's definitely a weird thing, you know, I do hope she get that taken care of, and I would definitely hope that, you know, Steph would do what he gotta do for his queen, you know what I'm saying, we all, we always gotta uplift our queens, and make sure they know that they're beautiful, they're appreciated, and, um, you know, just, just do the right thing as males, you know what I'm saying, everything can't just be a nonchalant thing, and just go with the flow, you know what I'm saying? You got to be there for people that are there for you. You know what I'm saying? So it might be something a little deeper, you know, as far as with the relationship. You know, we don't know the dynamics of that marriage. But, uh, I mean, I'll just say this. And I'm not saying that it pertains to that marriage. So I wouldn't know. But it's easy to get kind of, like, in the groove of things in a relationship. And you forget to tell 
your significant other, how much you appreciate them or how beautiful they are. You know, I'll always say people always show you and do what they need to do to get you. And then they kind of switch up once they got you. You know, once they got you, you know, you might get a motherfucker that totally hit the 180 on you and just flip the script. You know what I'm saying? And you kind of thinking like, well, damn, I thought you fuck with me the long way. And I've been guilty of that, too. And shit, I've I've done that. And I've also had it done to me. And it's definitely not a good feeling, you know. So maybe if there was a mixture of that going on to where she felt like she didn't feel as loved, that's one thing, too. Like, well, hey, I don't get affection in that way from my man to tell me, you know, that I'm beautiful or whatever, whatever. I look for it from somewhere else. But, you know, like I always say, man, the relationship stuff is very tricky. The marriage stuff is very tricky. It's very hard, but it's definitely very honorable for two people to be able to just stick to whatever, man, and not just give up at any inkling of, like, you know, something being wrong. Because truth be told, man, there's something wrong with all of us, man, you know? There's something wrong with all of us. And the longer you with somebody, the longer you're going to uncover certain things that you don't like about them. Or uh, they, they might uncover that they don't like about you. Or you may find out just who the real person is, man, after, you know, years of being with them. But... All in all, I think it's one of the things the internet kind of took and ran with it. You know, I hope she does, you know, get her get her validation that she wants. Even though I'm sure her DMs are on fire right now. I'm sure niggas all in her DM. You know what I'm saying? And speaking of on fire, man, these kids' prom dates and uh, prom situations be on fire nowadays. Like, they looking like they going to the club in Miami or they in Vegas. I'm seeing cats... Got them rented Lambos and G-Wagons and all kind of expensive foreign cars for their kid to drive to the, you know, to the, the prom. They they wearing, I don't know, all this expensive designer and this, that, and that. It's like, what the hell? This is prom, bro. And it's like, this is the norm? I mean, like, damn. That's a long way from when I was going to prom. I had rented a tux from Savvy Formal Wear. Well, I went to three proms. But yeah. Rented a tux, pulled up in my brother's Volvo, you know what I'm saying, and did what I had to do, went in there, everything was good, returned that suit the next day. And it was kind of boring, too. It was overrated, in my opinion. Like, prom wasn't really that dope of, like, how they have the hype of it. It was cool that I went, you know, to get the experience, but all the preparation, all the the buildup of it and everything, and it turns out to be just like, okay, it wasn't all that. I also had one of them prom dates where it was like, man, the prom is over at, you know, 9 o'clock. Y'all better be back here. You better be back here to drop her off by 920 type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was one of them things, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, it was definitely, um, it was just an overrated thing for me. I don't know. I don't know what it is like nowadays probably for them, but. I'm saying they doing the damn thing, bro. Like, outfits off the chain. I'm sure if y'all look online, Google some things, some outrageous stuff y'all seen about prom, you know, y'all be blown away, you know. It's like they prom stuff is costing just as much as a wedding, you know. Wow. And 50 Cent. Now, if you don't follow 50 Cent on Instagram or whatever, bro, I think you need to because... This dude be straight wildin' on whoever. Whoever owes him money, he fronts them out, cusses them out, tell them about the amount, will expose text messages, etc. And then people responding on there. Like, he, he exposed some dude. He's like a director for power or something like that. The dude, I guess, owed him like a million dollars. 
And the dude was on it like, man, look, I just paid you 250 racks, blah, 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 blah. 50 exposing his girl and this and that and all kind of crazy shit. He got into it with a dude, Jackie Long. Uh, he was He's a black actor, played in a lot of movies. Uh, said this dude owed him some money. Dude said, yo, I sent you blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? He got into it with uh, Tierra Marie because Tierra Marie tried to sue him and... Uh, but 50 ended up winning the lawsuit for like 30000 So he like dragging her through the mud. He got into it with Young Buck. Oh, That's another thing. Like Young Buck has been on G-Unit forever, bro. Like, and 50, this is not the first time him and 50 got into it. And quite frankly, in my opinion, Young Buck music is hot. You know what I'm saying? He, his music is hot. He came up with an album called Compulsive. Uh, with, I'll probably say within the last month. And like, it was on all the streaming platforms. And the next thing I know, it was pulled off. And then... Buck made a post, like, talking about 50, like, 50 pulling his music, this, that, and the third, and 50 went on, went in on him about some transgender rumors and all this type of stuff, and, uh, you know, talking about, it, it started a GoFundMe if he raised 300000 here, released him from G-Unit Records, like, 50 does not care, bro, and that's one of them things, is like, does he have any friends? Like, who does 50 hang out with? You never see him really click tight. He used to be with, like, Tony Ayo all the time, but... I don't really see him with Tony Ayo or anything like that no more. And it's like, he's a person that always has to have an enemy. Like, 50 doesn't care. He wants an enemy. He wants smoke with whoever, however, and whenever. Doesn't matter. You know, so definitely, if you want to look at some entertainment, look at fucking 50 Cent, bro. Check him out. Also, entertainment-wise, I've been checking out the All-American series on Netflix about this football player uh, Tay Diggs stars in it. He's the coach. When I say it's a great production, man, it's really great. I'm only on like episode four or something like that, though. But it's really good. It's really good. I've also been checking out uh, Black Jesus. It's hella funny. Um, and uh, The Act uh, about that girl I was telling you about in a couple episodes back about the mother who told the girl she had all these different defects and she was handicapped. Turned out to be nothing wrong with her. They and her and her boyfriend up killing the mama, you know, etc. It's a crazy thing, and it's a true story. You know, that shit's dope. Let's see, music-wise, um, definitely been checking out uh, the new Styles P, uh, The Ghost. Uh, the Ghost of All Time. That album is hard. Um, what is it? Hood Rich, Pablo Wine. He has an album called Blow the Movie. That's pretty dope. The uh, new Schoolboy Q crash talk album that's that's hot too also the khalid free spirit uh anderson pack ventura bun b and uh static selector trill static album um yeah man like that's probably say what i'm listening to as far as the new stuff goes uh definitely listen to some old gucci man you know you can never never uh go wrong with any old gucci man i'm a gold mouth dog definition of the south swing my dope that's hey that's one of my favorite favorite gucci songs um other than that man i think that's gonna wrap up this episode of uh it's my birthday and um any questions comment or concerns send them to tfp feedback at gmail.com that's tfp feedback at gmail.com and um yeah, we're going to ride out like this. St. Houston. It's called Do It. Fly Perspective Podcast. You heard it here first. Let's go.
pasar Que se enredan mis dedos, me abrazan su brisa, me llena de miedo Gotta, gotta beg what you gon' do for it, huh? Do it, do it, she do it for it, nigga. 